Amen. Thanks, Darren. I have just one more story that I, I want to share with us, and it's the story of Jesus at the tomb of his friend Lazarus. I'm not going to read uh, the whole story from, from the scripture. It's long, and there's a lot of details in it. But I would highly encourage you to uh, take some time, either today or uh, this week, to read John chapter 11. It's a um, beautiful story. Uh, but the story is, is this, and it speaks of, of, of Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. And, and these people are somewhat unique in uh, the Gospels because uh, they are not part of uh, Jesus' family named, and they are also not part of the 12 disciples that follow him and go into ministry with him. Rather, uh, we know them as Jesus' friends. And really, these are the only people that we have named that we know are Jesus' friends. And so what had happened was Lazarus had gotten sick, and Mary and Martha had sent word to Jesus with his uh, disciples. They're out doing ministry, and they say, hey, your friend Lazarus is sick and dying, and uh, would you come? And Jesus says, okay, well, I- I'm going to wait for a little bit. And the disciples are like, no, 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 we need to go. And he says, uh, okay, don't worry. Uh, this sickness will not end in death but it will show the glory of God. And so Jesus waits for a little bit, and and Lazarus dies, and then uh, Jesus decides then to go to see Mary and Martha. And, And on the way, he reaches the place, and he has a couple of interactions with Mary and Martha, which are really great, and I, again, I highly encourage you to go and read that. Uh, But we pick up a little after these um, interactions, and we start in verse 32. When Mary reached the place where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who had come alongside with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in spirit and troubled. Where have you laid him, he asked. Come and see, Lord, they replied. And Jesus wept. When the Jews saw this, they said, See how he loved him. But some of them said, Could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man from dying? Jesus, once more deeply moved, came to the tomb. It was in a cave with a stone laid across the entrance, and he said, Take away the stone. This is a word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. And so there's a couple of things that I want to just point out in this passage real quick. And the first one is this word that's used here for deeply moved that I've highlighted. it. The author used it twice. He used it back here. And he says he was, Jesus was deeply moved in spirit and he was troubled. And this word in Greek is imbrimaomai. Um, it's kind of hard to say, but that's okay. And what it conveyed is a sense of, of, of deep emotion, deeply moved. And then it's also used and translated oftentimes to, to warn sternly. So you can imagine what a stern warning feels like and the emotions involved in that. And the root word has deep connotations that are connected with anger. And the word, it also says that Jesus was troubled in spirit, and this word is, is agitated. Uh, Eugene Peterson, in his message translation, says that a deep anger welled up within Jesus. And as we look at this and as we process this scene I think it's important to ask the question of, well, why is Jesus angry? 
like we expect other things, but, but why is he angry? And part of it I, I, I love because it's just like, well, just tell the truth, right? Like, like this is what Jesus felt at the tomb of his friend. But I also think that part of the reason why Jesus is angry is because he is the Lord of life. And he is the giver of life. And he sees that death has its day. And he's angry that his kingdom has not fully come yet. And then beyond this, we see the beautiful scene of of Jesus weeping at the tomb of his friend. And and it's important to ask, well, why does Jesus weep? Because this is not an easy answer either, because I don't think it's that like one second Jesus is there weeping, saying, oh man, Lazarus is dead, Mary and Martha are sad, and then all of a sudden he's like, oh, I could raise him from the dead. Let's do that and everyone be happy. Like, I don't think that is what happens here. I think Jesus knows beforehand that he's going to raise Lazarus from the dead. And so it's worth asking the question, well, why does Jesus weep? He knows the end. He knows what's coming. And as I've wrestled with this and as I've processed this passage in in my life and in my mind, I've I've really come to the conclusion that when Jesus comes to the tomb of Lazarus, he doesn't just see the death of Lazarus in that tomb. When Jesus comes to the tomb of Lazarus, he sees all of humanity. And he sees yours and mine, the griefs that we have to bear in life. And he sees all the sorrow that death and pain and the brokenness in the world causes. And he cries with us. He sits down and he weeps with us. And this is a picture of God that we desperately need to hold on to. There are some pictures that, or, or images that God gives us in our lives to, to help us process our life. Some of them are personal. One of the ones that God has given me was uh, one of the most traumatic events that I've experienced was being in a car accident with my twin brother, Phil. And, and right in front of my face, I saw my brother's body crushed by an oncoming car. And so one of the images that God has given me as I, as I process that event, as I have played it back in my memory and I've prayed through it, the Lord has brought a, a verse to my mind that's, that's a picture of who he is. That, and it's a great verse from Isaiah that we read on Good Friday talking about Jesus. And it says that he was crushed for our iniquity and by his wounds we are healed. So this picture of Jesus weeping at the tomb of Lazarus, weeping for Mary and Martha, weeping for us, it's a picture of God that we desperately need to hold on to in our times of grief and suffering. Because our God is not a God who is far off. 
God, Jesus doesn't just make the world and say, okay, well, we'll go and do your thing. He doesn't say, well, it's your problem now, your mess. I made it good and you ruined it. No. Our God is a God who in the midst of the messiness, in the midst of the brokenness, grief, and pain, chooses again and again to come down and to be with us. Our God is a God who gets down on the sidewalk when we've scraped our knees and he cries with us. He sits beside us in our pain and our suffering. He listens and he loves us. This is our God weeping at the tomb of his friend. This is our God, Jesus. And he is worth praising even in the darkest and most painful moments of our lives. It is this God that calls us to communion today. And I invite Pastor Mike forward to lead us into communion. As we come, know that our God comes to be with us in our grief and our sorrow.